Closer Look is a public affairs presentation. Views and opinions of the guests don't always reflect the views of the ministry, and some topics aren't suitable for children. K-Love is committed to community. Closer Look continues with a look at local agencies, events, and issues. This is Closer Look on Positive Encouraging K-Love. Our topic this evening is Feeding America. My special guest is Jamie Sizemore, Executive Director with Feeding America in Kentucky's Heartland, feeding those in need in 42 Kentucky counties. Jamie, welcome to Closer Look. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Jamie, we're glad to have you and appreciate the opportunity. 42 counties, you serve easily well over a third of the state of Kentucky in the western half. Yes, we actually serve central, south central, and western Kentucky in the 42-county area that we serve. And geographically, it's close to half of the state. Population-wise, it's going to be well over a third. How many years have you worked with Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland? Well, actually, I've only been in this role about 17 months. Prior to this, I was on our board of directors for three years and just felt like I retired from my previous profession after 32 years and just felt like that God was calling me to do something else with my life. And uh, Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland was very dear to my heart and the mission of what we're doing. And this position came open and I applied. What surprised you most from being a board member to actually being the executive director? I like to say it's getting in the weeds. So when you're you're on a board of directors, you're really just on the surface. And just all of the logistics of getting food from one place to another is just amazing to me. Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland is part of a network of 200 food banks across the United States and Puerto Rico. And so the, the interesting thing is... Every single county in the United States and Puerto Rico, of course, is covered by a Feeding America food bank. So we are constantly networking together and moving food across the United States where it needs to be. And so for me, that is just amazing of, of how it works. And so it's people just don't quite understand what a regional food bank does. And so we're kind of the intake center for our region. We take intake food from all these different sources and then push it out to what I like to call grassroots level partner agencies in our small towns and communities across Kentucky. Logistically, it's like a puzzle that's moving every single day. There's always something you've got to do and prepare for. How do you balance all that with the food pantries that are in the 42 counties that you serve with Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland? You know, we really assess what our partner agencies, what their capabilities are. So some of our partner agencies cannot hold perishable items. So when they are not able to do that, we will do what a lot of what we call just-in-time deliveries. So their distribution may be on a Thursday, and we will deliver or they'll pick up their non-perishables a couple of days prior. But we show up just when they're starting to deliver with perishables and help assist them to make sure that we can get some um, good healthy items into the hands of the people who need it in their community. And then we have other larger partner agencies that have large coolers and freezers, and they can take a lot of bulk items. So we utilize, obviously, their storage space to continue to push out more food. But it is the logistics of it is very, very interesting in how it works, but it's also exciting. I mean, there's never a dull moment in the food bank world. What's something like you've just shared with us that you go back when you meet with the board now that you were on prior to becoming the executive director and say, this needs to be a focus. Maybe it's this year, maybe it's a five-year or 10-year plan, but what's something you're having the board look at and also those who'd like to help out Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland? 
Well, for me, I think things have changed so drastically since since I took this position. The first thing that's really affected the food banking world is the trade mitigation. So all that food that was going to other countries and with the trade wars going on, now the, the U.S. government is purchasing that food and it's being donated back to schools and food banks across America to push that food out to help the farmers and then obviously to help those in need. And that has truly been a blessing for us. We have a lot of good protein, meats, dairy, fresh produce that's coming in here that that is very difficult to get your to get a hold of and is very expensive. And so that has truly been a blessing for us. The other thing is just having the adequate space, the cooler space and the freezer space to accept the perishables. We have added an additional large cooler here. It's it's an actual driving cooler. Again, we added that last June, and that is, again, has been a blessing for us. Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland is a nonprofit, right? That is correct. We're a nonprofit organization. And so if somebody wanted to make a donation or see how they could help in some way, or maybe they have something they'd like to donate, maybe there's some larger needs that you have, obviously they could call you and contact you at your office. You're in Elizabethtown? That is correct. We are based, our main facilities, and we have two. One is our main warehouse, and then we also have a volunteer center here in Elizabethtown. And the volunteer center, I'm going to touch on that for a moment. We started that around 10 years ago, and we needed more capacity and space. So we set up a full-time volunteer center that people can actually just walk in the door sign up and and spend a couple of hours volunteering to pack backpacks for the kids that they received during the school year in order to assist them over the weekends with enough food. And then we also have a senior box program that we pack boxes for the seniors. And so groups scheduled to come in. It's a great opportunity for groups to network and, and build their teamwork. And then individuals who just feel like, you know, I've got a couple hours, I want to make a difference, uh, can walk into our facility here in Elizabethtown. But if someone wants to, to help assist us, we ask, while we certainly appreciate people doing food drives for us, especially right now with the COVID-19 crisis situation, we ask them not to do that because they're taking food out of the food chain right now, which is scarce at the grocery stores. And we're asking them to assist us by uh, donating money. Through our network, we are able to purchase food for pennies on the dollar. So every dollar that is donated to us, we're able to acquire eight pounds of food with that dollar. And that's pretty incredible. What would that look like? You know, I guess it depends on what you have in there, but eight pounds of food per dollar then. So is that like a case of something maybe? You know, it just depends on the product. When we look at eight pounds, you know, some things obviously weigh more than others. And then we acquire food through different sources. So when we acquire food, not all of it is being purchased. It could be donated from a manufacturer, for example. So let's say a large manufacturer like General Mills overproduced cereal. And this happened recently around Christmas time. So I had this excess of Rice Krispie cereal for the holidays. And we were able to acquire an entire tractor trailer load of that cereal. And all we had to do was pay for the freight to get it to us. And I think it came out of Pennsylvania, if I remember correctly. 
So we have lots of different sources on how we can acquire food, and um, we also rescue food. We rescue food from, we have partnerships with a lot of the retailer grocery chains like Kroger and Sam's Club and Walmart, Aldi. So we pick up or our partner agencies pick up from them meat, for example, the sell-by date. If they don't sell the meat, then they put it in the freezer. It's perfectly fine. They just can't sell it. So we pick it up and we utilize that and distribute it. Same with pastries, produce dairy, we're able to utilize a lot of that food in order to push it out and and rescue it and make sure that it's being utilized. Our Kentucky farmers obviously have a lot of produce throughout the year, and occasionally they want to make a donation, or maybe somebody has a large garden. They've got extra tomatoes or corn or whatever it might be. If they'd like to make a donation, is that possible, and how do they coordinate that? Yes. I mean, we are we are more than willing to take any type of donation, and we do have farmers that bring us uh, excess produce during the summer months. And then we also ask our, um, ask our farmers and anyone who may have some excess from their garden just to go ahead and partner up with their local uh, food pantry right there in their community. And that's one of our partner agencies because Obviously, the distance, and it's more accessible, so just donate that to to the local food pantry because they can always get it out to those in need. Jamie, I want to ask you, is there a food pantry in each of the 42 counties that are being served by Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland? But before we go there, this is Closer Look on Positive Encouraging K-Love. Our topic this evening is Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland. Jamie Sizemore, the Executive Director with Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland, is our guest. And I'm your host, Frank Hammond. Jamie, within the 42 counties, is there a food pantry or place to go within all 42 counties then? Yes, yes. We have a partner agency and in every single county that we serve, we have multiple partner agencies. It just depends on the county. Right now, we have 229 partner agencies. So those are spread out through the 42 counties. They're everything from food pantries to soup kitchens. We also have some nonprofit 501c3 organizations like Boys and Girls Clubs that we, we supply food to as well. So we have just a, a host of partner agencies. And if someone needs help in our 42 counties that we serve, they just need to go to our website, which is Feeding America, KY. Make sure you put the KY on there, KY.org. And if you'll go to our website, you'll see a Find Help tab. And you'll just go to that tab, you'll put your county in, and then it will list all of our partner agencies that distribute food to the public. Oh, what an easy way to be able to find out where help is within your county. If for some reason they didn't have internet access, is there a general phone number they can call? Absolutely. They can call our facility, and that's 270-769-6997. That's our main number, and we will assist them and and help them find access to food. Volunteers make up a huge part of what Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland's all about. How do you volunteer? Well, we have several different ways you can volunteer. Obviously, we have a volunteer center here at Second Facility here in Elizabethtown. So for people that are in our immediate region, that is, you know, very convenient for them. We have a lot of school groups, actually, that will come in and assist us. We'll have civic clubs that come in and assist us. But for people that are outside of our region, we do a lot of mobile food pantries. And so what those are are literally we will come into a community with a truck, and we'll set up shop, I mean, within a matter of minutes and distribute food to the community. 
And so if you see that we've got a mobile food pantry coming into your community, a great way for people to volunteer for just one day for three or four hours to help assist us to hand out food. We also ask that people reach out to our partner agencies. Again, we have 229 partner agencies, and they are always in need of volunteers. They're distributing food. They have certain days. They have certain hours. They may need someone to even just to answer the phone. So we ask people to go to our partner agencies, give them a call, ask how they can help assist. I did want to tie in our community of faith. I know they're a great resource and also a large part of being able to get the food distributed across the state and across the nation. What percentage would you say our community of faith plays within Kentucky here, within the region of Feeding America, Kentucky's heartland? When you look at our partner agencies, close to 70% of our partner agencies are organizations of faith, and we could not do this without the wonderful assistance that we get from the churches and the ministries that are throughout Kentucky. I mean, that is truly our base. And I like to say these are the real boots-on-the-ground organizations that are, that are serving those in need. We're the large regional food bank. We bring the food in. We push it out to our partner agencies. But they're truly neighbors serving neighbors in need. And so we are so blessed to have great partner agencies working with us because there's no way that we could do what we do without our partner agencies. Once again, if a church wanted to, a church or or ministry wanted to see how they could become involved, they could just go to the feedingamericaky.org website, or they could call you at the main number in Elizabethtown? That is correct. You can actually go on our website, and if you want to become a partner agency, there's actually a couple of documents that you can just quickly download and print off. It's an application, and then there's rules and regulations. There is a vetting process to becoming a partner agency with Feeding America Kentucky's Heartland, and part of that is the Feeding America Network. They require that it's obviously a 501c3 or it's a church, and that the church has had to have been established for a minimum of two years. And there's some other things that that are required uh, to be a partner agency of a Feeding America food bank. And we're very proud of that because we want to make sure that any partner agency that that is affiliated with us or Feeding America is doing exactly what is intended with this food and doing exactly what our mission is. And that is to make sure that no one goes to bed hungry and providing food to those that are in need. Jamie Sizemore, Executive Director with Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, is our guest here on Positive Encouraging K-Love on Closer Look. Jamie, how often can you come by if you need help? And is there any sort of qualifications that you have to meet in order to, to get food? Each of our partner agencies, they have their own guidelines as far as the food that they're distributing, unless it's a government program. So several of our government programs TFAP, Temporary Emergency Food Assistance Program, which is a USDA program, does have requirements. You have to qualify for assistance through income. And then we also have the the CSFP program, which is a senior box program. And that is a program that is for seniors who are 60 or older. And then again, they qualify based on income. So those two programs, which are USDA programs, have very, very strict guidelines. So partner agencies who work with us and distribute those two programs have to abide by those guidelines. For their own purposes and the food that they're distributing, 
they set their own guidelines. Obviously, with the COVID-19 crisis situation, those guidelines have very much been much more lax, I should say. The USDA government and all of our partner agencies, you know, we are pretty much, we're serving anybody who needs food at this point because we understand circumstances have changed dramatically for people throughout the entire nation right now because what income they may have had three months ago has completely dried up. So there's a lot of flexibility right now with providing food to those in need. You know, what percentage of seniors do you think you're serving in this region on a monthly basis? Probably right around 40% of those that we're serving on a regular basis are seniors. Now, this is before COVID-19 crisis situation, but, you know, a large part of our clients are seniors. And these are seniors who are obviously on fixed incomes. By the time they pay their rent or their mortgage, they pay their electric bill, their medicine. There's not any money left for food. The food insecurity rate for seniors is continuing to grow because obviously our population is continuing to age. So right now, about 1 in 12 seniors in America, and that's pretty consistent with, with our coverage area as well, are food insecure. And that's a large part of our client base that we're serving every single month. Jamie, you may have seen this. Many of the seniors come from a generation where, you know, you pulled yourself up by your own bootstrap and just made it work. Sometimes they're thinking, well, somebody needs that more than I do, but they're eligible and they can receive help. How would you encourage your loved one, friend, neighbor, or someone just in your community that you think could use some assistance? We try to remind people that, you know, people are very proud and we understand that, especially our seniors. A lot of times they will not go to a church pantry because they may even go to church there. And and what has been so amazing to me is, is the seniors who really need help and who do finally come for help. It's it's the little lady that has the beautiful white press blouse on because she has and the sweater and she has always dressed appropriately and she sits a couple of pews away from you at church every Sunday, but she would never ask you for assistance for food, but she will come to us. A lot of them will come to us during what we call our mobile food pantries or our drive-through pantries where they literally don't have to get out of the car. And I think that it, it does help them get over some of the pride issue. But we have a lot of seniors in need, and we just tell them that it's okay. They have earned this. You know, they've taken care of the rest of us all these years, and it's time that we help take care of them during their time of need. We find that these seniors will take care of everyone else, including their pets, because those are their companions. They will feed their pets before they feed themselves. And so we have encouraged them to allow us to assist them during their time of need. And and sometimes it may be three months or six months and they're back on their feet, just like any family, or they may need regular assistance with food. But it's a growing population of food insecurity. Kentucky is actually one of the, is the number one state with food insecurity rates from the ages of 50 to 59. And this is a population that's quick, obviously quickly moving into our senior category. And so we know in Kentucky, we've got a battle ahead of us. Say that again, please. So in the age range of 50 to 59 years of age, Kentucky is number one in the nation in food insecurity rates 
between in that age category. So as that group moves into our senior base, we know that we've got a battle ahead of us as far as making sure that those seniors are taken care of. We're thankful for Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, and the difference that you're making and how you're helping overcome food insecurity. I know you have a number of them, but do you have a couple of stories offhand without naming anyone of someone who came through, received help, and where they are now? You know, we have lots of stories, and and one of the stories that when we talk about seniors that continues to stick out in my mind is you know, we were doing a drive-through distribution in one of our larger counties that we serve, and this lady came through, and I greeted her and said, good morning, ma'am, and, you know, she, again, she was the senior that looked like my 95-year-old mother, you know, very proud. She had, it was cool that day. She had her little hat on. She had her sweater. She had a beautifully white pressed blouse. And she took a lot of pride in how she looked. And and I greeted her and I said, you know, ma'am, we're going to go ahead and load your car. And she said, God bless you for what you're doing. This is the first meat that I've had to eat this month. And it was the last Wednesday of the month. She had not had any type of protein, any meat for that entire month. And I just thought to myself, you know, that could have been my mother. And and when you looked at her, you would never have known that she was that food insecure. And I think that that is a, a judgment that we all have a tendency to make. Before I took this job, when I thought of someone who was hungry, truly hungry, I thought of a homeless person, someone that was out on the street, didn't have a home. But food insecurity is so prevalent in our society today, and we just don't see it. If you don't have money, you don't have food. Unless you are growing your own garden or you are processing your own protein off of your farm, you do not have food if you don't have money. So it's something I think we need to to remember. So, you know, these are stories that can happen to any of us. You know, things spiral out of control sometimes with families at, at no fault of their own. And again, we have to remember that these people need to be lifted up during their time of crisis so that we can help them take that next step forward and put their lives back together. We're not just feeding people. We're giving them hope. Hope's exactly what's being provided. And Jamie, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing with us about how you can make a difference right here in your area in Kentucky. Jamie Sizemore, Executive Director with Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, has been our guest on Closer Look on Positive Encouraging K-Love. Jamie, I just want to say thank you again for helping us make the need known and, and provide ways which you can participate and also encourage those who have a need to reach out. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Frank, for letting us tell our story. You know, I love what I do every day. This is not a job. This is a mission. And so... You know, we we want people to get involved. We want people to uh, help us and assist us any way they can. And and thank you for allowing us to tell our story. What's that phone number again? The number here is 270-769-6997. Or you can always go to our website, which is feedingamericaky.org. Jamie, thank you again. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you'd like to find out more about Feeding America, Kentucky's Heartland, you can go to feedingamericaky.org. That's feedingamericaky.org. And you can find out more about Closer Look by emailing us at closerlook at klove.com. That's closerlook 
at klove.com. For Closer Look, I'm Frank Hammond. This has been Klove Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com.